0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X
1: studio in Gwinnett, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration.
2: Good morning and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk with business leaders from Atlanta and their surrounding communities. Silver Lining in the Cloud is brought to you by CDI Managed Services uh, that outsources IT infrastructure support. And uh, private cloud computing, and also EMC Corporation, a leading provider of IT storage hardware solutions. I'm your host, Dominic Rainey, and we have three business leaders uh, in, the, in the studio this morning from uh, Paysetter Steel Service. We have their executive VP, Aviva Lebo, and uh, we have from Chris Kids, their CEO, Kathy Colbinson. And also from Covenant Christian Ministries Academy, we'll be hearing from their head administrator, Vanessa Anderson. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you all for taking the time to be with us, taking the time out of your busy schedule. Everybody's busy today. And uh, welcome to the show. Okay, Aviva, let's get started. Uh, tell us about Pace Setter Steel Service and where you're located and what your company does.
1: We're headquartered here in Kennesaw, Georgia, um, but we're a national company with locations in Houston um, and Chicago, and then our Atlanta Service Center um, in Marietta. Um, We are a steel distributor, so we basically buy... Coils of steel from steel mills, flat rolled steel, and we sell it to manufacturers who make your garage doors, your ductwork, your HVAC units, your appliances, um, anything you can think of, basically made out of sheet metal. Um.
2: Okay, Aviva. Well, how, how did you guys get started, and how about the name? How did you how did you pick the name?
1: So we are family business. My father started the company 37 years ago. Our anniversary is September 16th, so we're coming up upon it. Um, and my family, actually, his grandfather was in the steel business up in New Jersey. Um, so a lot of my family members, my grandfather, great-grandfather, great-uncles... Um, and 37 years ago, he decided he wanted to start his own business, so he drove down to the southeast, didn't want to compete with his family at all, and started his own business, Brokering Steel. And that grew to having plants um, starting in Atlanta, a few years later Chicago, and have grown national and sell into all of North America today.
2: Okay, great. So uh, I was looking on your website, I see these big rolls of sheet steel. Is that, is that the ridges steel? Is, that how, you know, is it pliable or... How does it? How does it uh, come to you?
1: Um, it comes to us in those big rolls. Um, hate to say it, they look like big toilet paper rolls, but that's the easiest pe- thing for people to imagine. <laughs> um. And what we do to them is we'll cut them to sheets or to smaller coils that our customers need to run through their lines to make parts. The interesting thing when you ask if it's pliable is an actual square sheet of steel can get punched out into what would look like an aluminum can or a big oil canister. And that's not from something that's formed or molded. That's actually from a machine punching the steel into that shape. So
2: like pressing it, compressing it to Um, to a thinner...
1: Basically, it's like taking a big punch as if you were, you know, with your fist punching something, and it would make a big compression. Um, based on the type of steel you have, if it's the more flexible uh, ductile steel, it can mold into something. Um, circular gets spun like pottery and clay would get spun.
2: Okay, okay. So do you guys provide other services as well?
1: Um, Yes. Mainly, it's the processing of the steel and we sell the steel itself, but we are a value-add provider to our customers. One of the great things that our larger customers love about us is we partner with them. We find ways to create cost savings in their plants, make them more efficient, work together with them to determine better products, and um, that we can provide to them that will make better products for their customers. So we don't consider ourselves just a steel service center and a provider of steel, but really, you know, much more value and a partner to our customers.
2: We're listening to Aviva Lebo with uh, Paysetter Steel Service. Aviva, so, uh, does you know, you guys have a lot of customers, I'm sure. Customer retention is a big thing today. How do you guys keep your customers? And, uh, you know, is that uh, something that you think, you're, you know, have been very successful doing?
1: We have a lot of longevity with our customers. Service is in our name for a reason, and um, that's something we excel at. We have 99% on-time delivery rates, which is unheard of in our industry. Um, We go above and beyond. Um, We have an individual position that helps us forecast for our customers and help them understand their needs in ways that they can't necessarily. Um, so we really, like I said, we partner with our customers to figure out what their needs are and how to help them best meet those needs. That's our mission. And I think it's what creates the longevity that we have with our customers.
2: Oh, 99%. That's huge. I mean, that's uh, that's like a special secret sauce.
1: that <laughs> can't go on there. I would say so. I'm not going to give the secret out today, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling we weren't going to get that out of you. So uh, uh, let's talk about the market, this, the steel market uh, overall. What, what, what is LEED, L-E-E-D?
1: Um,
2: is that how you say it? Is it L-E-E-D?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So the steel market is extremely volatile. Um, Right now, there's been a lot of consolidation, a lot of acquisition in the industry. Actually, just last week, um, Severstall, which is one of the main mills in the US, got bought out by a combination of two other mills, AK Steel and SDI. Um, So acquisition has been happening. Another mill was acquired earlier this year um, in Calvert, Alabama. So with that consolidation, they are trying very hard to increase prices, which greatly affects the market, because that goes downstream all the way to the consumer products we sell or we buy every day, I should say. Um, It also makes it very difficult um, at the service center level, because it's very hard to know what's going to happen with the pricing from the mills, who's going to be in charge of them tomorrow, um, to know how to interact and what to do and how to handle the business best.
2: Okay. Okay. So um, I obviously, uh, how you got, I was going to ask you how you got in the business, but obviously it's a family's business, but still, what took you in that direction? You had a lot of other options, I'm sure.
1: Um, I did have a lot of other options, but I love Paysetter. Um, Talked about longevity of customers. We have a huge longevity of associates. Um, And so I grew up at Paysetter and the team members, they're my family. Um, I used to copy things when I was a little kid for them and shred papers, all the way to many summer jobs throughout the years, um, doing inventory analytics and other things. Um, So it's always been a home to me. I've loved Mm -hmm. the company. And uh, truthfully, I wanted to continue my father's legacy. He created something great. I mean, the culture there is amazing. And I couldn't see it ever having to be sold to the corporate world. Um, I don't think it would be it's just not our environment. It wouldn't be a good fit for the people there.
2: Mm-hmm. So the, I was looking on your website. Is that your building that's on the website? That is. Is that a new one? That, that's a standalone, oh, beautiful building. I encourage people to go to your website.
1: Everyone asks if it's a new building. The funny thing is uh, it was built in 1996, and we moved in at the beginning of 1997. Um, my father, Steve Lebo, is really forward-thinking and futuristic, so I guess it was built with the future in mind.
2: I'd like to do your windows, you got a lot of windows in there, it's beautiful.
1: <laughs> we had our windows done recently, it was very interesting watching them up on high ladders and around the building, I, <laughs> quite a process.
2: So from uh, copier, uh, admin, copier person to executive VP, tell us about that, how was that uh, ride and that, uh, how long did it take you to get to that position?
1: Well, it's been an amazing experience. I've been back full-time a little over four years now. Um, I came in working on a project to work on learning and education in the company. I really wanted to make sure that Paysetter University, which did exist in the 90s, was brought back and reinvigorated with new ideas, um, new concepts for talent management to really leave a lasting legacy with the company, whether or not I was to come back full-time and eventually take it over. Um, Came back Loved it, never walked out the door and left again, and um, from there moved into a uh, vice president of talent management um, role, uh, what we called vice president for people, because we don't have a human resources area, and um, really worked at the company from strategic planning, understanding the people, how to meet their needs better, um, and really create unity and teamwork through all the areas, and from there stepped up into executive vice president role a few years ago where I've gotten much more involved in supply chain, um, managing the sales teams and overseeing sales, working very closely with sales management, um, learning more about finance and budgeting. So really grown through the organization um, in a variety of ways. And I will say, I think I came up through the exact right out, right out, right path, which is the people because that's what any company is about ultimately at the end of the day.
2: We keep hearing that from our guests. Um, we're listening to Aviva Lebo with uh, she's executive vice president of Pace Setter Steel Service. And so Aviva the tell us about the you know what's what the future holds in store and I know you're active in the local community. Can tell us a little bit about what's going on there.
1: Well I think there's a lot to come in the future. There's so many opportunities out there to get ahead of the game. Um, we're just breaching the world with social media and the internet. Um, the steel industry is an older industry. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of room for growth um, for us to catch up to the rest of the world, but I think for us to be a leader in our industry. Um, so really excited about that and technology. Um, As far as the community, um, we're very involved at Paysetter, and it's usually associate driven functions. One that's very important to me, and we started last year, is the three day walk, Susan G. Komen. I walked it last year. I'll be walking it again with Team Paysetter again this year. Um, Last year, we raised almost $15,000 as a company, and the goal is to beat that this year, Um, and have already been starting lots of fundraising and training. Um, But last year, we also did uh, No Shave November. Uh, have some great pictures on the website of a lot of our team members with a lot of beards. Um, but we get really involved based on what people want to do and be involved in.
2: Excellent, excellent. So, okay, Aviva, tell us a little bit about how we can uh, find out more about your company, Paysetter Steel Service, and uh, you know, how they can get in touch with you.
1: Our website is www.teampacesetter.com. T E A M P A C E S E T T E R. So team is even in our name, um, and you can find all kinds of information about out about us, um, and see breed up about the executives. Contact us um, for more information. Uh, we also have a LinkedIn page and uh, many other.
2: Excellent, there. thank you, Aviva. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by CDI Managed Services and EMC Corporation. Okay, so next up is Kathy Colbinson. She is the CEO with Chris Kidd, spelled C H R I S, all caps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy, tell us about Chris Kids. and I know you got a lot going on.
0: I Tell us yes, where you're located
2: and all all of that stuff. So,
0: um, well, first the. Chris is all caps because it's an acronym for the values that drive our work, and that's creativity, honor, respect, integrity, and safety. And like Avita sa- Viva said, we really think it begins and ends with the people. Um, yeah. It begins and ends with the uh, people we serve, and with the, our our staff and our employees and our Chris Kids team. Um, the Chris Kids mission is to heal children, strengthen families, and build community. And we are a Georgia based nonprofit organization that is dedicated to helping kids and families become strong, contributing members of our community. Um, we have um, services in five metro counties where we have. Uh, group homes for kids in foster care. We also provide counseling services, um, and we do that um, statewide under some contracts um, that we have with different areas, and Gwinnett County, I was telling you earlier, is um, one of our service areas. Mm -hmm. We have a group home here for kids in foster care who've been abused and neglected. We have an adoption program that operates here as well as in other areas, and uh, we focus on the adoption of children in foster care. Um, we also have counseling, and we have a great many partnerships. The Chris Counseling Center uh, provides state-of-the-art counseling. We really focus on trauma-informed counseling. And the reason we do that is because our core competency is in working with abused, neglected, homeless, very challenging um uh, people who have challenging histories, and so uh, the counseling we provide through the Chris Counseling Center is um, focused on helping people recover and heal from the different traumas that have they've uh, suffered in their lives. And we have a great track record of success. Um, our Because really what we're doing at the end of the day is breaking cycles of poverty and abuse and neglect in our community by helping kids grow up and be good parents and learn how to have good relationships and helping strengthen families to avoid kids being out of the foster care system. Um, in Gwinnett County, we, have, uh, we work with the juvenile court and have a special initiative in the juvenile court, which on the last analysis of all these special projects in the state, Gwinnett County's outcomes were leading the state. So we were really proud of that. Oh, yeah. um, but as I said, at the end of the day, no matter what we do in the community, our goal is to help our kids Um, that we work with become self-sufficient, contributing citizens that are employable, that have a solid education, and helping our families be strong and safe places where children can be nurtured.
2: Boy, that's a, that's a lot. You've got a lot going on, Kathy. Now, that's a great mission.
0: Well, I think it's a great mission. And that's it's a wonderful mission. It's really, um, I think we're doing God's work in the community. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that I didn't mention that we do is so we make direct impact with clients, but we also are doing a lot of training. So we're doing training for state Department of Family and Children's Services workers for other organizations in prevention of child sexual abuse because a lot of people don't know um, children who are sexually exploited. Ninety-nine percent of those children were sexually abused as children. So if you think about, um, so you want to rescue children on the back end, but you also want to prevent them ever being in a position where they're vulnerable to being trafficked mm. by preventing child sexual abuse. So we're doing a whole lot of training and youth mental health first aid, things like that for the lay community as well as the professional community.
2: And what kind of staff does that take, In uh, volunteers as well? Is that, how does that all pan out
0: for um, you? We have about 200 employees, mm-hmm. um, and we have a $13 million budget. We um, have to raise through charitable contributions about a little over, almost two point five million, of that thirteen million. So, um, so that's a lot of what I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is try to get people to help us change the trajectory of a child's life, um, and. Um, you know so uh, there's a whole lot of emphasis because our staff do deliver our services you know our personnel are mm-hmm. the key to our success and customer service is really important to us
2: oh absolutely is there an age criteria there or, is, or do you um, see more uh, you know trauma in the mm-hmm. certain age brackets?
0: Well, in our different programs, we focus on different age ranges. Um, unfortunately, our youngest client in the counseling center is three years old, oh. and um, so we range in age from three to the adults, the grandparents, whoever. Um, in the counseling center. In our group homes, uh, youngest child is about 10, and we go up to 17, 18. And when our program, we have an apartment complex, too, for youth aging out of foster care and homeless youth, and that's 17 to 24. And in that program, we've got some young mothers who unfortunately are homeless, and that's a whole topic I could talk Mm. about because that's really an invisible crisis Mm -hmm. where children are growing up without family support systems and then having their own children and that's really an invisible homeless people don't think of uh, young adults as the homeless population uh, because they're invisible
2: exactly exactly we're listening to Kathy Colbinson, she's the CEO at uh, Chris Kids Uh, Kathy you know what you know this trauma thing. Is there a way to qualify trauma? Or is it, is it uh, you know? How well,
0: it when you think of trauma, people usually think of events that are traumatic, mm-hmm. and um, those can be witnessing domestic violence. Those can be uh, witnessing a shooting. Those can be being a victim of those of, of violence yourself. Um, they can also be being bullied. So there's psychological trauma that is seems tremendous. Seems going on. There's way too much of that going on, mm-hmm. and um, we have an anti-bullying program that we implement because what our goal is is not only to treat uh, people who've been victimized and impacted by traumatic events, but also to prevent those events, you know, mm-hmm. by through education and training. Um, a part of, um, in terms of defining trauma, it's not the event it's the person's experience of the event. So what's important to understand is if, if you're talking about the same event and one child, like a tragic... Um, um, witnessing a tragic accident or loss of a parent, um, the child that has had a really solid upbringing and has had feels that there are adults who love them and will take care of them and protect them is not going to have the same um, experience of that trauma. They're going to have more resiliency than a child who's been homeless and lived pillar to post and hasn't had um, the strong foundation. So the same event is going to affect people in different ways. And how you define trauma is by the person's experience. Okay. And children in foster care have what's called very often complex trauma because they have a single traumatic event, and that's abuse or neglect, Uh, which Mm -hmm. led to foster care. And then after that, they've moved around from foster home to foster home, or they've not had adults in their lives who they can count on to protect them. And um, the more a child moves around um, without a family structure, you know, you're moving without a family, Mm -hmm. um, then that compounds the original traumatic event.
2: Okay. I know you do a lot of consulting, Mm -hmm. so is the trauma experience revealed by people that are familiar with what's going on, by outsiders, or is it revealed during the... Consultant. It's both.
0: It's both. Um, there is something called the ACE, which is Adverse Childhood Experiences. And that was developed by Dr. Vincent Valetti and Robert Anda with the CDC about 17 years ago, almost two decades ago. And it's a questionnaire. It's 10 questions. And there is a huge amount of research. So those, are, those ask questions about adverse childhood experiences. The general population has at least one. And the research on, on the outcomes, long, uh, long-term predictive health outcomes, um, are very dramatic and very alarming. That if you have an A score of 4 or more, you are at risk for, you're at higher risk for depression, for liver disease, for COPD, for, for diabetes. Um, and if you have an A score of uh, 5 or more and you're a woman, you have a um 900% you're more more likely 900% more likely to be a victim of rape so mm-hmm. it's it it looks at the statistics
2: at, just speak for it. the themselves. statistics
0: do they also um have statistics on um worker performance so if people don't think it's just um uh, a social, emotional, welfare, or physical health that affects worker performance. Mm-hmm. So, an adverse childhood experience at score of four or more uh, impacts worker productivity, uh, success on the job, and uh, financial stress for employees.
2: Okay, so uh, there's a lot to this program, mm-hmm. and uh, training, I guess, is probably a, a big factor mm-hmm. in what you do. How do How do you? Uh, what does someone? How does someone qualify to be? Uh, you know in your system, in, in um, all?
0: For counseling, anyone can come. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyone, all they have to do is call us and, or send an email and um, get an appointment. And we... Um, so we're available to anyone in the community. Mm-hmm. For uh, the group homes, you know, you have to be in in the state custody, in the mental health system or the foster care system. For our apartment complex, you have to be income eligible. We have a partnership with the housing authority, and you have to have a diagnosable mental health concern. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a clubhouse, um, which is... Uh, basically an after-school program for kids who have mental health and substance abuse issues, and that's from age 15 to 21. Mm -hmm. And that, we accept referrals from anywhere for that. And um, adoptions, anyone who wants to adopt, anyone, Uh, a child from the foster care system or a sibling group, all they got to do is go on our website and let us know. And there's a a training and a... um, a process for that. So I'm here to promote adoptions. (laughs) Um, The training, anyone can take the training too. The prevention of child sexual abuse training, which is a three-hour training for like $20, I believe. It's incredible. So powerful because not only does it teach you how to minimize the chances children could get abused, it also teaches you what to do or how to begin to identify or ask questions and then youth mental health first aid, adult mental health first aid, that's just like first aid. So, okay. what to do when you spot something. Um, so,
2: okay. Kathy Colbinson with Chris Kids. So, Kathy uh uh is the is your what you guys doing uh is it heavily controlled? Is it uh, I mean, you know, these Are you
0: asking about regulation? Yeah, I guess that's the word. <laughs> I didn't
2: want to say it. But yeah.
0: Well, I'll say it. We have um, over 64 different audits um, because we have done a good job of cobbling together different uh, funding streams. Is this a state State, federal, federal well. local funding streams. And all those funding streams come with... Um, Um, audits. And And they do that
2: once a year, probably, right? No, sometimes they do it
0: twice a year or more. Um, Our counseling center, um, we also have uh, Medicaid audits Mm -hmm. uh, because we accept Medicaid, we accept Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, all the primary uh, insurers. And so we have, are regulated. And we're a HIPAA compliant organization, so oh, good. that well, comes I'm glad you with Yeah, we brought that up. Yeah, Cuz I was HIPAA wondering how all,
2: money comes into everything. So, right. So, point.
0: it's um, part of our strategy is to diversify our revenue base. Um, diversity in contracts, diversity in funding sources and diversity in charitable funding mm-hmm. sources. So Trying to make
2: it workable. Yes. Make make the system. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of the simple solutions uh, to prevent this trauma in adults and adolescents and children? What can we do, you know, as a as a society or as individuals, you know, watching for these things, I, well, recognizing problems?
0: Yes. I think that as a general rule of thumb, if in your gut you don't feel like something's right or okay, you pay attention to it. Yeah. So I think that we all have that gut feeling, and it's generally on the money. It may not be how we interpret it, but that something is amiss is probably right. And I think the other thing is that we can, just as a society, uh, start – treating people with dignity and respect mm-hmm. and not be so quick to rush to judgment. Mm-hmm. Because I know being trauma-informed, the whole principle behind that is being curious. Somebody acts like a jerk to you when you're checking out in the store, um, to not immediately take it personally, but but to think about what's going, what might be going on in that person's life. Mm-hmm. I think we get so busy in our interactions and in our rush to do all the things we have to do that we forget that the people we deal with are human beings and deserve some dignity and respect and i think that that's where the chris values are really important and it speaks to customer service oh yeah it's it's it, cut
2: a little slack here right
0: huh? it's cut a little slack and that doesn't mean don't hold people accountable to their choices but there's a way to do that with mm-hmm. some kindness and compassion um and um it just takes a little bit more time and i Mm -hmm. think people who are interacting with children um if a child is driving you crazy um and if you're a school teacher you know does that child is that child getting the amount of attention they need because misbehavior on children's part is very often attention seeking Mm -hmm. or it's being defensive um, because I don't trust adults, because maybe I'm getting mistreated somewhere, and so the best protection for fear is to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so anger is a good protection, and just you look at a, a, an animal, and you see that. Sure. So, Absolutely. you know, and um, well, you know,
2: everyone's got some statistics and um, you know um, stories, I guess, if you will, about uh, you know their experiences and what they're doing in the community and things like that in, you know, in your world. Can you give us some examples of? Uh, well, you know? I think
0: the most important message is that no matter how old a child is, there's hope. And there's, uh, that child can recover and mm-hmm. become a contributing human being. And I'll just tell you a quick story of uh, Kendra. Mm-hmm. This is a child that I met after she was a teenager she had been abused and neglected pretty severe, well, very severely. Sexual abuse, physical abuse, um, had been put in foster care. She was one of those depressed and then angry children. And so um, the explosion of anger that she had really got her into psychiatric hospitalizations and all kinds of stuff. Well, today, she is a patient care technician. She got her GED. She got her certified nursing assistant. She's got her patient care technician. She is working. She is married. She is a great mom. And I'm Facebook friends with her, which is really a great thing because um, I never post anything terrible, so (laughs) I'm safe. But it has allowed former Chris Youth to friend me. And I get the honor and privilege of seeing them post pictures, being proud of their children, mm. and being good parents. And so I get a little window into their lives, and I just say God takes care of me because when I'm having a bad day or I get really frustrated because it's, it's mm. the entities that I have to deal with that are frustrating, not the clients, and um, then I, I get some message about them uh you know somebody doing something good or being a good parent or posting the pictures of uh the one of the kids going into kindergarten Ah, or being promoted to third grade all the normal parent kinds Mm -hmm. of things Mm -hmm. and that's interrupting the cycle of abuse that's what chris kids does is we change the trajectory Mm -hmm. of children's lives and there's not a better investment than that
2: I (laughs) i can't think of one i can tell you that so uh Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, if there's anything we missed uh, in this conversation or how people can reach out to you and your organization and get involved and and be helpful or just, uh, you know, donate or whatever.
0: Well, we're on Facebook. Mm -hmm. We're on LinkedIn. Um, So you can like us, Chris Kids, on Facebook. (laughs) And um, you can go to our website, which is www.chriskids.com. Dot .org. So www.chriskids.org. Um and you can learn about our family of services, you can make a referral and you can give help. You can mm-hmm. get involved as a volunteer um and you can of, of course donate um because You know, a lot of our work is work a volunteer can't do because it's highly specialized and it's uh, clinical because uh, mental health is kind of a common thread, traumatized people. And um, so uh, you can donate to make that work possible.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Kathy Colbinson with Chris Kids. I encourage you to get involved in that program. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by CDI Managed Services and EMC Corporation. Okay, our next guest up today is Vanessa Anderson. She is the head administrator at Covenant Christian Ministries Academy. That's a mouthful.
3: (laughs) Good morning. Hey, Vanessa,
2: tell us about the Academy and uh, what you guys are doing.
3: Yes, Covenant Christian Ministries Academy is a private Christian school that was established in 1994. Uh, We're excited. uh, Just this past school year, we celebrated 20 years of our existence. Uh, We serve students from preschool through 12th grade. Uh, We also have F1 international students that are part of our student population as well. Um, We are duly accredited through ACSI, which is the Association of Christian Schools International, and... Advanced Ed, which was previously known as SACS.
2: Okay.
3: We um, have students, our graduates are actually located in or have been accepted into over 45 major colleges and universities um, upon graduation. Uh, Just this past year, our senior class uh, were offered over $500,000 in scholarships as far as their academic achievements. So again, um, and that's a class of five students, a graduating class of five students. So we uh, know that quality education is being provided to our student population. Uh, We also have the... um, honor of our two of our students that took the AP U.S. history exam this past year had perfect scores. Uh, The score is from one to five. And for the second uh, sitting of the AP U.S. history exam in the history of the school, um, both those students received perfect scores. So that speaks to the quality of education that is going forth um, in our academy. Mm
2: -hmm. Great.
3: Also, several of our students are uh, seniors dually enrolled, That means they're earning college credit while they're actually in high school. Um, This past year, we had a couple of students, three to four, that were actually enrolled at Chattahoochee, um, taking college credit courses there. And then for the first time this coming year, we have a student that's been enrolled in Kennesaw State University's Honors Program. And so, again... um, we thank God for the opportunity that's being provided to our students and the educational experience that allows them to actually be able to earn college credits while they're yet in high school.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Vanessa, is, uh, is Covenant Christian Ministries Academy a private uh school?
3: Yes, we are. We are a ministry of Covenant Christian Ministries Church, mm-hmm. and so therefore, it's been a part of the vision of the church from the inception uh, to provide Christian education opportunities for uh, those persons that are in our community as well as in our congregation. And so therefore, in 1994, three years actually, after the birth of the ministry, the academy was started.
2: Okay. You threw out a lot of statistics. I can't remember if you said uh, what the total enrollment is in the, in the school. Well,
3: we're a small Christian school, so we have just under 100 students. 100. That's mm-hmm. really focused. Yes.
2: Well, that's, that's for sure. That's why you guys are having such high records and um, statistics. That's yes. Great. To the s-
3: teacher-student ratio is 1 to 10. Mm,
2: that's excellent. That's excellent. So uh, what are some of the current initiatives going on there at the school?
3: Well, this past year we just went through uh, the accreditation renewal process and we were had our accreditation renewed both by ACSI and SACS. And so some of our current initiatives um, based on the review or the self-study that we conducted of our academy is to build our uh, technology base. So we have a technology plan that is being um, Rolled out that will look at the different types of uh technological experiences that our students will uh, be able to encounter while they're students at our school. Uh, we're looking at the infrastructure that would be necessary uh, as far as devices, hardware, software that would be necessary in order to facilitate the type of learning that we want to incorporate. Mm-hmm. We're also looking at um, incorporating more of a blended learning approach to our instructional strategies, and that incorporates not just the direct instruction of the teacher, lecture, um, small group interaction, but also uh, the technological component that will allow students to, who need remediation um, to have that individual remediation available, as well as those who need enrichment uh, that are functioning at a higher level um, to be able to go beyond, to stretch them um, to their maximum potential.
2: Okay, okay, um, how does the staff uh development work? You've got a lot of programs going on, a lot of curriculum. How how does that work?
3: That's one of the things. uh, We recognize that teachers must be lifelong learners, Mm -hmm. and so therefore to stay abreast of what's going on in the area of education, it's imperative that they um, attend conferences, workshops, webinars that will keep them abreast of uh, cutting-edge things that are taking place in um, the area of education. Uh, so we've had some webinars uh, from Simple K-12 that they've actually had opportunity to listen in on during the summer. Uh, so you can sit at home in your bunny slippers and <laughs> listen to a webinar and improve your your knowledge of the different things that are going on in education. Uh, we also have, um, actually on tomorrow, our teachers will be attending an Access Professional Development Conference, which is a one-day conference which will help to kick off um, the beginning of the school year with that they're actually going to be looking at some of the common core standards and things that are taking place with that also um stem which deals with science technology engineering and math so again um, giving them more insight and information in those particular areas. Okay. And then in the month of October, we have a two-day ba- two professional uh, development conference that is offered by ACSI, which is Nexus Live. It's a virtual conference. So uh, they will be able to access um, keynote speakers in the area of education uh, to provide them with insight as to the various things that are coming forth in that particular area.
2: Okay. Do you guys even have, have a theater? Is there something coming up in September?
3: Yes, in September. Um, actually, this will help to fund uh, the professional development that will um, the teachers will be involved in during the course of this year. Uh, dessert Theater is um, where students get to display their talents, whether it be spoken word, mime, dance. Uh, if they are, have, play an instrument, they will display those talents while uh, those persons who are um, enjoying uh, the talent um, enjoy also a delectable, sumptuous dessert buffet. And so, again, um, it's eat it as much sweets as you like as you enjoy the talent. But then those that are coming in, not only are they um, having an evening from 7.30 until 10 uh, to enjoy talent, but they're also helping to provide funding for the professional development of our academic teaching staff.
2: Well, I thought I I was looking at, it said dessert theater. I wasn't sure I was reading that right because when I hear dessert, (laughs) my ears perk up. So um, we're listening to Vanessa Anderson. She's the administrator at Covenant Christian Ministries Academy. And Vanessa, you know, Obviously, back to the money thing, you know, funding and all that. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you guys achieve funding. You've got a lot of things going on, a lot of events, and how does all the funding work on your end?
3: Funding is a major concern for, I would say, any educational entity or really any um, company. And so therefore, because we are a privately owned company, um, our parents do pay tuition, but the tuition does not cover all the things that are required in order to facilitate the budget. So to assist in doing that, our development program was organized in 2007. And one of the major fundraisers that we have each year is a three mile walk run, which is our walk for education. Now in that, um, each family is um, asked to solicit sponsorship to earn or to raise at least $500 per family. And then, of course, that's not just limited to families, but also uh, those who uh, believe in the vision of Covenant Christian Ministries Academy. They can make donations to that event as well. Um, Over the past uh, seven years, uh, we've raised over $115,000 through the Walk for Education. Um, Just this past year, in celebrating our 20th year, Uh, We raised over $20,000 in the annual Walk for Education. So we're looking for uh, those who believe in Christian education and the opportunities um, that we are able to provide to our students uh, to consider uh, donorship, sponsorship, of our Walk for Education program. Corporate sponsors, of course, would help us to surpass our goal. Our goal for each year has been, well, initially we had $70,000 as a goal. Um, we brought that down a little bit based on the number of students that we actually have in our student population. But with corporate donors, we can far surpass 25000 70000 um, if we have the right people on board.
2: I would think so, and I would hope so. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you guys have an athletic program?
3: We do have an a- athletic program. Um, basketball is our primary sport. And with that, as I mentioned earlier, we have uh, several F1 international students that are part of our um, student population and in that we have over the years secured two national championship banners uh, with that, those athletes that come to us um, internationally as well as some of our domestic students. They have aspirations towards the NBA so their basketball skill set is above the norm. It's, it's greater than your average JV varsity basketball player. Uh, most of our uh, gentlemen or what, 6'9", six, 6'10"? Six, uh, we even had one seven-footer that graduated a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. And so um, they have gone on to some of the, the Division one colleges, um, Colgate University, uh, University of Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, University of Tulsa, or should I say Tennessee State University, TSU, uh, St. Bonaventure. So again, um, my husband, actually Pastor Frederick Anderson, coach in the pulpit as well as coach on the court. Oh, he's, coach, um, yeah. he's the head yeah. coach for our basketball team, okay. and uh, I will say, even over the summer, uh, many um, Division One coaches have actually had opportunity to see our boys play in some of the summer programs and camps that they've been involved in. So um, many are being looked at and uh, sought after. Okay. Um, to add to their college, uh, university um, team.
2: Well, uh, you mentioned the MBA. You should, you should be able to tap that resource and get some. Uh, yes, we're looking there.
3: forward to that. As soon yeah. as we have one to go, it's like, remember Covenant.
2: <laughs> and, and did your husband go to Syracuse?
3: Yes, that's actually where my husband and I met. We met at Syracuse University. I was working on my master's degree in communication disorders, and um, Syracuse actually is his home, yeah. and he was a student there as well. Great basketball school? Yes. Most definitely, Orange Men. Go, Orange (laughs) Men.
2: Okay, Vanessa, is there anything else that's coming up that we need to talk about?
3: Well, with the um, development program, just another couple of opportunities that people have to um, actually buy-in to what we do at Covenant Christian Ministries Academy. Uh, Not only only do we have the Walk for Education, uh, we have a fall festival which takes place in November each year. That's also an opportunity for the community to get involved in what we do. Um, There's a homeroom competition. They provide the concessions for um, that event in their various games and activities, a community store that is made available. Uh, We have an annual fund program. The annual fund program is where donors um, express their value, uh, the value that they feel in Covenant Christian Ministries Academy um, programming. And with that, we have various levels that they're able to make donations. Um, Those that um, invest over $25,000 or make a commitment to that, they're looked at as a board level. Those that are $999 would be royal priesthood, crusaders at least $749, um, chosen generation $499. $499. And then armor bearers would be anyone making a donation of $100 to $299. Um, if they make donations less than that, of course, we do receive those. All donations are welcome. So uh, we've raised over, um, well, an average of fifteen dollars to $17,000 each year in our annual fo- fund program uh, with people just making donations, um, supporting the cause of what we do. And then, uh, lastly but not least, um, there's the Georgia Tax Credit, and that's known as House Bill 1133. Uh, That was something that was enacted in Georgia in 2008 which allows individuals, since you're going to pay taxes anyway, to allocate at least $1,000 of the tax that you would pay to the state to an SSO, which is a student um, scholarship organization uh, that will provide funding for private education. Um, a couple can donate up to $2,500. Um, if you are a C corporation, you can donate up to 75% of your total tax liability uh, to help support the cause of private education. Now the cap is uh, for this past year was fifty eight million dollars and it was reached by January 23rd so a lot of people are aware of the Georgia tax credit and they are uh, taking advantage of that uh, very quickly. And so, again, if anyone is looking for a school to or a cause to support Covenant Christian Ministries Academy, I will put that in your memo line as you make your donation, and that will help enable students to um, take advantage of private Christian education.
2: Great. Vanessa, we're talking to Vanessa Anderson, um, Covenant Christian Ministries Academy, and uh, tell our listeners how they can reach out to you, Vanessa, or to your uh, academy there, the school, and... Uh, And get more information, donate, get involved.
3: Absolutely. How
2: about. Get that tax credit.
3: Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can log into our website, www.ccmacademy.org. Also, you can visit us on our Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash ccma.marietta, and that will highlight various events that are going on within our academy. There is a Donate tab on our website, so please click on that tab. It will tell you more about the Georgia tax credit, our Walk for Education, our annual fund program.
2: Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you. Great. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business. Thank you to our guest today, Aviva Libo with Paysetter Steel Service, Kathy Colemanson from Chris Kids, that's C H R I S in all caps, and Vanessa Anderson from Covenant Christian Ministries Academy. I'm Dominic Rainey with CDI Managed Services, where we provide outsourced IT infrastructure support, and cloud solutions. To listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcast, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. And until next time, remember, when it comes to outsourced IT support or migrating your company's IT infrastructure to the cloud, CDI Managed Services is your silver lining in the cloud.